Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy designed to help you understand your skin and what products to buy. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, bringing you open, honest conversations around the noisy skincare industry. Want the lowdown on current skincare hot topics and key products to look out for? Each week, we interview industry brand authorities, personalities, and some of our go-to skin gurus covering the topics that really matter. Hi, everyone. Welcome back on the Skin Interview. So, Max, do you want to explain a little bit about this episode and the next episode, what we're going to talk about? Yes. So this is our season two wrap up. And what we're going to do is go through each one of the episodes and kind of give the highlights and an overview of what we covered. So if you haven't listened to all of the episodes, it's a great one to listen to, to just understand, you know, maybe which ones you want to go back in and listen to in full, but also it's a great one for those of you that have listened to everything and maybe, I don't know, got distracted um, halfway through an episode or refresh. Yeah. We've done a little refresh for your, for you guys. And so here we go. Megan, I'm back. I'm back Megan from my holiday. I did. I was in Montana and my Instagram, if you guys if you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen I was riding horses through fields in Montana and it was incredible. And I got to spend the 4th of July at home, which I haven't been able to do in like six or seven years. So I was feeling very patriotic. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, my skin is really suffering after that trip. I think it's due to the weather change. So it's the hottest it's been there in a thousand years. There's like a heat bubble over, um, the West in America. And so it's so hot, um, which is nice if you have air conditioning, which on this ranch where we were, we didn't. So we were, we were so hot and my skin really suffered. So I'm having these little breakouts on my chin, which Xenia, you'll have seen in our Zoom meetings today. I've been like covering it because I have like some spots on my chin and in between my eyes, which is never where I get spots. So it's kind of interesting. I think that it's just the congestion. Um, you know, I was sweating and things like that and I was writing again. And so there was dust and dirt and everything. So I really want to go get a facial, but obviously I'm having to self-isolate. So that is on the list when I... You have to, even if you have to do both vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. Until the 19th. Okay. (laughs) So I'm isolating. Um, I've done test and release. So day five, I'm fine. But yeah, I will be going to get a facial um, just to get some extractions and stuff because I feel like I'm congested and I've been using the um, Shantakai exfoliant, which is really nice. Um, and then also we just got a new kind of gifted product that was by the brand it's Lumiere and they have a niacinamide and salicylic acid serum that I would, I'm using as a spot treatment, but I've just started using it. So the verdict is out, but I really like the texture. It's like a gel like texture, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, I changed kind of my whole routine to be a little bit lighter because of the change in weather, obviously going from the UK, which was like, not hot at all and kind of cold too, to that. So my skin's, my skin's suffering, but anyways, how are you? I'm sorry. I've just gone straight into it. No, no, it's fine. It's so interesting. Me, I'm fine. I'm still in Geneva. I was supposed to go back to the UK this week, which you knew also I was supposed to join you. But the problem is if Boris Johnson is opening up on the 19th, of July. And since I'm not vaccinated and I still want to wait um, the end of my pregnancy before doing it, I'm just putting myself too much at risk. So I'm, I'm just going to stay here in the countryside. There's absolutely no one around me. 
So I think I'm like in the, the most like safe environment I could be right now, which is very nice too. Yeah. I'm so sad. Looking I'm not going to be able to see you. It's no, so no, no. I'll try my best to like see how things go. You know, maybe he's going to push back, but I really think that everyone is putting so much pressure so that everything yeah. happens normally. So I had we'll a see. feeling when I hugged you goodbye the last time that it was maybe the last time, but I'm sad because I'm missing the growing bump. I know it's growing so much. It's growing so much. How big is the baby today? The baby today is, let me tell you, I have it here on my app as usual. It's an acorn squash. An acorn Acorn? squash? Yes. That's kind of big. Yeah, it's kind of big. Like a squash is something that I would think is big. And what about like the movie character? Not the movie character. character. Oh, that's a really good. Oh. Ah, it's the magic lamp from Aladdin. Oh. But see, it doesn't make sense. Like a squash and then you have the Aladdin thing. It's like, I don't know. It's yeah. a bit weird now. Maybe it depends on the no, position. It's starting it now. It's going to start to to really grow. And I see also my butt now. It's like compared to, well, which is normal, of course, you know, compared to a month ago. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's just like for me, it was so not there. You know, you know, you saw me. It was so not there. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So no, so it's nice. You, you were telling me because we were discussing, I've, I've just started reading this book called Breath and it's all about how 90% of us are breathing the wrong way, which can really impact mm-hmm. our overall health and well-being. It can actually impact our skin too, which I found really, really interesting. But you were talking about something that you were doing that has to do with breathing and kind of hypno hypnotherapy. Yes, exactly. So I found this course, which I'm going to do for two hours per week for the next four weeks, which is hypnobirthing, which is a technique that helps you to uh, relieve any type of anxiety or tension you might have during um, like pre-birth, like during birth also. And like, it just helps you. I think it's more like, meditational type of techniques and it helps you how to to learn how to self-hypnotize yourself too when you're like very in pain or when you're stressed which i think will not hurt you know to to learn that yeah i mean anything that helps honestly (laughs) it's like do anything that will help kate middleton did it actually i remember reading about hypnobirthing for the first time you know when they were kind of talking about her pregnancy yeah no I didn't know it was like a um, cool type of training thing to do when you're pregnant because I really discovered it from a gynecologist who said that you know it helps some of the patients that he had and that they recommended it um, saying that it was really helpful so I just thought that why not you know and also when you're pregnant there's so many little things that stress you out already you know, mm-hmm. like you feel like a weird pain or it might be your back. Actually, it might be like a muscle that stretches out, but you're always like, you know, very, very in tune conscious about your body, which is crazy because before that you won't be like that at all. But now it's like every single little thing that you feel, you're like, oh, like, I don't know if that's right, if that's wrong, or is that normal? So I think it will help also just to be a bit more relaxed. A bit more calm to your body to relax. Exactly. I mean, relaxed while giving birth. I think <laughs> the two don't go together, but as much as you can be, I think whatever, whatever you can do to kind of like, you know, set yourself up, um, exactly to feel better. About but it. my skin, um, has been quite good. I have to say, I just have like, it's so annoying. I have just like unusual breakouts that just stay in the skin that doesn't pop out. Mm. 
And I honestly don't know, like, I don't know anymore what to use because I have like the salicylic acid wash, you know, from skin ingredients that I'm using time to time. But I just think that it's just hormones. in my skin, you know, hormones, exactly. And uh, I want to see, uh, I actually did the same thing as you, you inspired me when you went to America, you did a dermatologist check. I was like, okay, I need to do it too. Mm. Yeah, and thankfully, the same day my dad was seeing the dermatologist that we all see. So he's like, just just come with me. That's how you can do it in Geneva. You can do that. <laughs> so I can move my hands. And uh, he checked everything. So everything was fine. And I asked him, you know, about um, those type of breakouts. And he said that it's best to have like one topical cream, you know, that is pregnancy safe to use just a little bit at night rather than trying to use like many different products and ingredients on the skin to see what can help. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he said like uh, he prescribed me one thing, like one cream to use like really tiny bit at night on my usual breakouts, which I haven't tried it yet just because he doesn't want me to experience too much with ingredients. And, uh, you know, uh, that you never know, like if you have a skin reaction because skin is becoming more sensitive to when you're pregnant. Yeah. So I thought that uh, normally I don't like that, but in that case, I was like, it might, it makes more sense actually. And do you know what's in the cream? Is it kind of like uh, a spot treatment kind of deal? No, you know, it's called Elocom. It's like a cream normally that you use for like rushes and if you have like a skin irritation. To be honest, it's quite intense. So I'm only going to use it if really I see, you know, that I have a stubborn breakout that doesn't go away. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it's safe to use. And if you just use it at night, a tiny bit, uh, it should help a little bit more. So that's well, why I'm we... looking forward to seeing yeah, how that goes. Yeah, Let me know. Because for our clients that have hormonal breakouts during pregnancy, it's always really, really difficult because they get very frustrated. They can't use the things that we would usually tell them no, to use. Um, so it is, it can be extremely frustrating. Um, because it's a tiny breakout, like, you know, it's difficult to have like all the treatments that are like, for example, blemish treatments, they're way too intense for the skin, especially when you're pregnant. Yeah. And um, it's not the point where you have that much breakouts that you have to use, for example, something stimulating at night, you know, because then you can also just increase the sensitivity of your skin. So it's like really you're in between. You don't really know what's right, what's wrong. So I think that in that case, it makes more sense to listen to someone who's like specialized, you know, on a high level about skin and tells you, okay, like for that, best that, you know, because it's safe for you and for the baby. And that's what's important. Exactly. No, I think that's good advice. And we probably, you know, at some point would say we would refer people anyways to go and yeah. see your dermatologist just to double check if there are any questions about ingredients, sure. etc. And so, Max, we wanted to do this episode because we wanted to do a little wrap up of uh, season two because it went so fast, but we already finished our second season of the skin interview. Um, and so it might be a good idea to just go through like every episode, just highlighting, you know, what we liked about it, what we learned, like the key takeaways, just one by one. And I think for this, and this will be also interesting to um, to have like a summary of all the different episodes. And then if you didn't hear any, like if you missed one of them, you might be like, oh, you know, maybe I should I go uh, back. That one. Exactly. Or if you're like me and you fall asleep to podcasts, maybe you fell asleep in the middle of it and you want to go back. It's so funny. My brother, um, I was having to share a, a room with him and he came back late and he was like, I was sure that someone was awake because I fall asleep to podcasts. So there's always like voices coming from, from our cabin. It was so funny, but yeah, you may have missed one. So we'll go through them all. Do you want me to just run through 
the episodes first or should we just go one by one and it's a surprise? Uh, should we do one by one? Let's do one by one. So the first episode was positive aging with LMS. And we talked about, so I had the chance to um, to interview Grace Coburn, which is an ambassador for LMS. And we basically uh, talked about like everything that has to do with aging of the skin and how the word anti-aging is a little bit scary too in the skincare industry, how it should be, you know, seen with caution because it can basically push you to buy the wrong products just because it says, you know, anti-aging on the label. And also how uh, the the industry needs to move more towards a positive type of aging uh, message uh, just to ensure that, you know, we... uh, like we just encompass, you know, all the different ages, all the different people, uh, because right now it's still too much, you know, anti-aging and not pro-aging, which I think is really important. And we, yeah, and I think it was so interesting because we, with this episode in particular, I feel it was a bit more educational in terms of like what exactly needs to age. You know, we talked about extrinsic, uh, interesting aging, what's the difference between both of them, how the sun, how, you know, free radicals can also accelerate the aging of your skin. So I think that was very interesting to have that edge on that in that episode. And then um, it was great to have Elemis on board for the, this like main theme because they are actually you know pioneers um, in that field in the skincare industry, and they have developed so many different products, um, you know, with so many different formulation and so many different ingredients, trying to target like different steps that you know steps of aging, different type of concerns, etc. So it was really interesting to have her uh, on board uh, for that episode. Yeah. And what products did you unbox for that? Have you been using any that you love or were you able to use any of those? So I I don't remember when I did that exactly. That's a really good question. But I we did speak about certain products. And I think that uh, the first one was one of their cult cult products, which is the Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm. Yeah, that um, one's really good. Yeah, it's like the, you know, the bestseller of Elemis and it's an amazing melting cleanser uh, that does really help to remove any type of makeup, dirt, etc. on your skin. So it was interesting to know a bit more about this product and they have created different variants of that product. So they have like one with no fragrances for those that have a sensitive skin, one scented with rose, one like the classical one, which is the pro collagen one. So uh, there's basically one for for every type of skin concerns, which is quite nice. And we also talked about the Pro Collagen Marine Moisture Essence, which is a product that I had the chance to try, and also the Renewal Serum, uh, which is great because it doesn't contain any retinol. So I guess at that time, if I didn't know I was pregnant, but I was pregnant, it's good that I choose this product. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that you were pregnant yet. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We, it would be interesting to see when we did it, but um, but no, and and it was interesting to uh, to talk about those those different products. And I still use sometimes, you know, the renewal serum. I really like it. Uh, the moisture essence. I uh, really like the texture too. But I'm not very uh, essence toner type of person. Like I yeah, don't need that. I use the essence um, a few times, and then I just was like, this is going to go to waste. It's going to take me like three years to get through it. So I ended up giving it to one of my friend's moms to trial, and she's obsessed with it. She loves it yeah, because yeah, she exactly. didn't have a bunch of skincare stuff already. I mean, honestly, I'm bursting at the seams in my bathroom right now. So yeah, she's loving it. I think it's a really think nice one for kind of skin, older skin. More sense. Exactly. Because you need to 
because your skin hydration is going down. Also, the lipids on your skin, you know, like everything, basically your skin turns to be a bit more dehydrated and dry than usual and just going to go this way. And we tend to mark a bit more. So it's important to, as much as you can, hydrate and nourish your skin. So it's great to have like different in-between steps, you know, in your normal skincare regime, just to ensure that you provide that hydration and nourishment. Uh, so for sure, I'm, I'm sure she loved it. And I exactly, like you said, I would actually give that product to someone a bit older mm -hmm. uh, just so that they can experience also that product and see yeah. how it can help. Yeah, it's so, so nice. We did... We did a yeah. little um, auction thing with Xenia's friends. It was so yeah. funny and gave away some products. Obviously, we like vetted them before to make sure that the product would be good for them, but we had so many. So we ended up allowing them to try to. It was fun. Exactly. And that was episode one. And then, Max, you did an episode, an amazing one. I absolutely love that one with Liberty. Can you talk about yeah. it? Yeah. To be honest, this is one of my favorites. I think I'm probably going to say that about every single one because when I get into it, I, I loved each episode, but this one was definitely one of our more popular episodes. It was uh, spring summer beauty trends with Liberty. And I was joined by Sarah Coonan, who's just unbelievable. Her voice, first of all, was so soothing to listen to. Um, she has the most incredible accent, which is a total sidebar, but she went over um, a few different beauty trends that Liberty, you know, is focusing on and just generally beauty trends uh, that we should be looking out for. And she also highlighted three brands to keep an eye on. She ended up doing four, but I'm going to highlight uh, three here. So she did Wild Source, which we ended up having on this season, um, on this kind of season of the skin interview, which we'll talk about later. Then Westman Atelier, which is a makeup brand, which is so exciting. It's very Yuxin. Have you gotten anything from them? Oh, yeah. I'm using a bronzer. I'm still using one of them. Yeah. So yeah, it's really... I love it. The yeah, packaging is so cool. I really like it. Yeah. Yes. And then how do you pronounce this? L-O-E-W-E. Loive? Westman? No, Loive. For, for candles. L-O-E-V. Sorry. Ah, L for candles. Uh, oh my God. But you always put me about something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, L-O-E-W-E. I, I pronounce it yeah. Loewe, yeah. So because she, it took me like forever to actually find out what she was talking about because I would say like low or whatever. Anyways, I love those candles. They have the best candles. So she highlighted that as well. And then we talked about, um, some trends. So she, this is her quote. She said, indie brands have brought the soul back to the industry. And then she highlighted a few of the brands that, you know, we should be looking out for as well in terms of any brands. So you can go back and listen to that. But then we talked about scalp care. So she talked about a brand called centered, which is all about, um, you know, kind of supplements that can help with hair growth, which I was definitely needing at that time because I was having some thinning hair issues. She talked about the resurgence of the fun side of beauty, which we're definitely seeing with makeup brands and nail art and things like that. So she highlighted Uma, U-O-M-A. I can't pronounce anything today. U-O-M-A. It's a makeup brand. It's really fun. She described it as being like the not like NARS way back in the day. And mm -hmm. also Kester Black, which is a nail brand. So really kind of fun. And then we talked about beauty devices. We talked about the zip device for ages. I actually haven't gotten it yet, but I did get a Shantakai device to kind of use on my, on my face after that podcast because she was influencing me. And we <laughs> talked about beauty as a self-care routine. So the link between managing your mental health and beauty, which I thought was so important. And I think that even since this podcast, we've seen a lot more of this. We've talked about kind of ritual and routine on our podcast, but just beauty. It's not just about skincare. It's not just about makeup. It's about doing the things that we love that make us feel good and that make us happy because that's, you know, that's a huge part of it. Our kind of mental 
mental well-being and mental state will of course impact our skin. So yeah, that was kind of the the highlights of that episode. One of my favorites. And I loved, I was just, I went back to take notes <laughs> to do this podcast and I was making notes of all of these brands and I need to go and revisit a couple of them because it's full of- the same thing. I was exactly telling myself the same thing. I need yeah. to read listen to it and look at all the different brands mentioned. Yeah. It was really, really a good one. So yeah. So Xen, then you talk to Codex Labs next. Yes. So I really love this brand. So I was so happy to have someone uh, and actually someone as knowledgeable as Dr. Barbara Faldus, who's the founder of the brand, was incredible. She knows so many different things. She She's very... Uh, I don't explain like she she did so many things in her life, you know, and you can tell that she's very on it and knows everything about her brand and and really, really trying to push it uh, in terms of sustainability. We had a topic which was named skincare that doesn't cost the earth. And basically she was the perfect guest for that because she over the years has built an incredible brand. Uh, that really focuses on efficiency. There's like so many different, you know, ingredients that she has incorporated that has uh, many studies behind and backed up. So it is quite a high performing brand, but uh, while really respecting the earth and like having that sustainable side that is extremely strong in this brand compared to other types of brands that you can see out there, you know, that says that they can be, you know, green or natural or respecting the earth because I think she's doing an amazing job. Um, and so it was so interesting to um, to see her perception of like how sustainability has evolved over the past years, and also uh, you know what are the different things brands need to encompass to really be sustainable uh, nowadays. So it was very interesting, and I think for anyone who wants to invest in a sustainable brand, it's really worth listening to it because it helps you to guide you and see you know what different aspects you need to look at brands, like what are the different things you need to know to make sure that you invest into something that will actually benefit the world. But more than that, we also spoke about uh, the different products that they have. So I remember Codex, we were first introduced like a really long time ago. Not long, yeah. long but... No, it was. Yeah. It was definitely, yeah. it was kind of, uh, well, it was definitely pre-COVID. So mm-hmm. it was, I think, kind of 2019. And I'm sad. I can't actually really use these products. There's something in them that makes my skin react, my rosacea prone skin react, but you absolutely love them. So, you know, this is a perfect example of where I love the idea behind the brand, but I just can't use them for my skin, unfortunately. No, they they have like different, what I like of that is that they have different range of products and, but it doesn't like, they don't have like, you know, 20,000 products like some brands do, but each range is designed for like a specific type of concern or targets. And so I discovered the Bia type of range uh, with the skin superfoods. We also tested the grapefruit wash, which I, I don't know if you remember, it was like slightly exfoliating. And the rosy I oil. remember. Trust no, your skin didn't like that. No. But my skin liked it. <laughs> so it was fine. But yes, it's true. Um, it's just, again, with a very natural type of products, it's always important to patch test them to see if you have a sensitive skin like Megan to see if it's, you know, if, if it can fit your skin or not, side note. Um, but the, the, so we talked about one of the products from that range, the superfood, skin superfood, which is like their here ingredients. It's like a balm type of texture, creamy that you can use, um, you know, um, like a multi-purpose cream type of thing. You can use on your nails, on your hands, like on any dry area. So your elbows, your knees, for example, um, even if you do have like a small reaction, you can use on top of it. So 
super nice. Uh, I love this type of products, especially when you go on holidays, you know, we don't want to pack too much stuff. It's a nice add-on to have, uh, just to have this extra enrichment, especially in winter. And then we spoke about the new range, which is the N2 range, uh, which encompasses like three or four, I think, different products uh, that we work on anti-aging, so pro-aging. And um, they really elevated the formulation to ensure that, you know, they have certain ingredients of their formulation that works uh, with uh, aging skin and uh, helping, you know, specific skin concerns. And I used for a very long time, actually, the day moisturizer, then the night moisturizer and the serum. And my skin absolutely loved it, really, really liked it. And I think that I reached a certain point where um, when my skin was becoming a bit more sensitive due to my pregnancy, it's becoming more and more sensitive, which is crazy because I never had that before. I had to slowly, you know, reintroduce more like cosmetical type of products more uh, gentle products because it didn't like I, I felt like it was maybe a bit um, harsh not for my skin exactly so I didn't want to like just continue using it but for sure it's a brand and a range I'm gonna go back to once you know everything is settled down because it's it's really the products are really great one key thing that they mentioned that Barbara mentioned is that you know if you really want to see how sustainable is a brand you need to see what are their goals in the future and if a brand has a goal in the future, like, for example, by 2025, we want to have zero plastic packaging, then you know that um, they, if they're transparent with it, they're really doing it. So I think it's important to have that, you know, if you're looking to a brand that is sustainable, to see how their mission is clear, because that helps you then to, um, to pick and choose the, the right brand to support. Yes, you've done. Um, and next, you did, I think, an incredible episode with Pam Marshall, which we absolutely love. We actually met her in the very beginning of Lyon, where we, we were absolutely no one, like just newbies in the skincare industry, and she was so supportive. Um, so I want you to, to, to explain us this episode, because I think it was such an amazing one. Yeah, she, I will never forget the way that she treated us. She took time out of her day to sit down on that sofa with us and talk to us about our idea, which was a totally different idea then, by the way, it was like completely different business. And she advised us to go, um, get our skincare qualifications and everything, which we did. So, um, yeah, very grateful for that meeting. But in this episode, we talked about the importance of consultation, which is what our entire business is built on. Obviously it's something that we're super passionate about. And I think that really came through in the episode because Pamela, also does um, consultation for you know her clients, uh, both just consultation alone and as well as uh, consultation to then figure out what treatments work, etc. And you know recommend products and things like that. So one of the the key highlights, of course, we went into some habits, and I think that you can just get so many top tips in this episode. So you can really go through and make some notes and actively listen to the things that she was talking about. And we were both kind of feeding on each other like little tips and tricks that you can think of in terms of habits that you may be you know kind of doing throughout the day that might impact your skin. But we also talked about why you really need time to understand someone's skin. So we get asked questions about, oh, can I just do a, a super quick thing? I know that my friends, you know, if I'm at dinner or something, they're like, oh, can I ask you just a question super quick about my skin? And then you can recommend something, but it doesn't work like that. Like you really need time. We say at least, you know, 45 minutes for an initial consultation to get into the mindset of the person. And so we really highlight that in this episode. And I think that once you start to see how much goes into it through this episode, you 
you also will start to understand that it can't just be a five minute conversation. Boom, here's your perfect skincare routine. You know, there's no such thing as perfect anyways, and your skin's always changing. But yeah, I, I just really loved that point here. And we then also talked about exuvians and neostrata and both of our love for polyhydroxy acids, which have totally changed my skin. But we talked about why exuvians and neostrata are so special. So neostrata is the parent company of exuvians and they're really a research company. So they, they have been around since the 1950s and they created, you know, discovered everything like glycolic acid, citric acid, all the polyhydroxy acids. And their kind of approach to skincare is different in that things like moisturizers are more of a treatment. So you don't need as many steps because you're kind of getting treatment and everything from your cleanser to your moisturizer. And then we kind of talked about her favorite products, which are their moisturizers. And then also she loves the bionic tonic pads, which I love too. It's kind of a love hate. She said though, because she doesn't like that they're on a pad. And also the fact that they have peppermint oil isn't great either, but they, they really can kind of change your skin. So we talked about her love of those and yeah, I think it was just a really uh, insightful episode. And if you're wondering more about why consultations are important or what that even means, uh, why you can't just walk up to a beauty counter and, you know, they give you all the information in five minutes in a crowded department store, then this is a, a great episode to listen to. And then you can book a consultation with us after because yeah. That's great. I think it was such a Megan interview to do this one. Like everything about like Exuvians, Femina Marshall, it's so funny. It's so uh, mean. Like we were really bouncing off of each other too. I listened back to it prior to this just to kind of get in the mindset of where I was and you know give you guys some highlights. And I was like, wow, I was I was so relaxed because obviously Pam and I know each other. But yeah, we were just bouncing off of each other. It was really a fun, a fun episode to do for sure. So then Megs, you also had an amazing interview. Um, and I think that this episode was very different from the diff- from everything that we've done so far. So um, I think it's such an interesting interview that you've done. And it would be, yeah, again, great if you can just explain a little bit more about it. Because I think it was so, so interesting to listen to. Yeah, so it was uh, with DJ Ayadele, who is a skin expert in you know her own right. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that. She's one of the industry kind of expert and a, a leader in our kind of community. Uh, in the UK for sure. And she also has Western aesthetics and black skin directory. She is just so knowledgeable. And what we talked about in this episode was the importance of kind of diversity and why it's important that we champion change um, and how she's doing that with, with black skin directory. And so it was definitely um, a different episode in the sense that it wasn't as kind of you know product focused. It was much more on an issue that um, needs to be highlighted in the industry, and that you know we really talked about. She talked about how um, there are big moves that are being made behind the scenes, especially um, with brands to spark change and. You know, we see it a little bit for, as a consumer in terms of the diversity of colors in a makeup range. But one thing that we really don't think about, which we highlighted in this episode, was how black skin is represented in education in terms of skin kind of courses. So aesthetic courses where practitioners are not actually learning how to treat black skin in, you know, when doing their qualifications. And so I found that to be really interesting and obviously it resonated with me because you and I have both done those qualifications and it really wasn't highlighted specific issues that are found with um, with black skin. And so, you know, I think that that was a very interesting point that was raised and something that you don't 
you know, as a consumer, you would not um, think about if you don't have black skin, because a lot of people do come to us and they say, do you treat, I say treat, do you work with black skin? Uh, Are you able to design routines around black skin, which we are because we've done additional um, education now on those specific skin conditions. But you know, a lot of, a lot of people aren't sure, um, where they can go and where they fit in and who knows and who doesn't know. So yeah, I think that Deja is doing an incredible job, um, with that in the industry. And I love to hear about, you know, her journey. Uh, she was not in the skincare world at all before, uh, but she was passionate about it. So just hearing her journey and also what she's doing is incredible. And obviously we want to be as supportive as possible. And yeah, I think that this is a great way to kind of start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it was such an amazing episode, so insightful. Um, and there's so many things that, you know, everyone in the skin industry still needs to do to uh, to really make those uh, changes, uh, which are so important. Um, and I think even for us, it was very insightful, you know, to have all that all that information in the future, et cetera, like how to, we can also be better, you know, in the beauty industry. Definitely. And, you know, it's something that we're considering with our skin mentors and how they're trained, you know, what additional information do we need to add to our own training course? Um, you know, what does that actually look like, you know, behind the scenes for us? So yeah, really an incredible episode and one that I, I, I really enjoyed. It was a conversation that I found extremely interesting. So yeah, make sure that you guys go back and listen to that and also follow Deja because she's incredible. Her entire journey is amazing and I love what she's doing. Um, so yeah, that is kind of our part one recap. So that was it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. And I hope that uh, we give you enough information, but not enough also to raise your curiosity and click on the episode and listen to them. Uh, everything is on Spotify, on Apple. So you can go back and listen to it. Uh, I'm for sure, Megan, I'm going to re-listen to the Liberty one because I want to take notes of all the different brands you mentioned. Definitely. Yeah. So guys, stay tuned for part two next week. Uh, We're going to be going through the rest of the episodes and highlighting some of our kind of key favorite products next week because they're all from brands. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you.